This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Yeah. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. It's grand final week, Collingwood, Brisbane, AFL style, Panthers, Broncos, NRL style. And we're at Crown Casino today as I say hello and welcome to you, Craig Hutchison. Hello, Damo. Hello, everyone. And give us a little bit of a round of applause if you can. Make us feel a bit better. There we go. We're on the Audio Hub here at Crown, and of course, uh, this is where it's all happening this week, the SEN Audio Hub here at Crown. So you're on foreign territory, Damo, the magnificent Crown have done a magnificent job hosting us here at the uh, Metropole for the last couple of weeks, and it's nice to be here. And a big few days for you. How are you feeling, first of all? Rupert Murdoch stood down. Of course, this is a place that you love dearly, News Limited. (laughs) Would have been a sad time for you to be dealing with Rupert uh, stepping down as the 92-year-old chair. It was the... Kind of the Clayton's resignation, still going to be involved and Lachlan taking over. But as an alumni, as someone who's pretty proud of his journey there, how are you feeling? I'd rather get to that topic down the track a bit, Hutchie. I don't think it's the biggest story in the world right now because there's a far bigger one. And you know where I'm going to go right now. Travis Kelsey is officially going out with Taylor Swift. Yes. (laughs) Taylor Swift was in the Arrowhead Stadium today with Travis Kelsey's mum, Donna. Amazing. That's a big story. And pumping the arms, wearing the jacket too. And he got the touchdown and saluted the corporate box. And it, it is going to be the biggest social media story of all time. And he has got a lot of songs ahead of him. He's going to get written about <laughs> Travis in the future. Let's hope not. Let's hope they, it works out for the long term. But well, who, who has actually had has there been songs a, written about him? Where, by uh, well, it's been John Mayer, Jake yep. Gyllenhaal. Um, <laughs> the last guy's had a couple. Um, who were there? There's a couple younger. I'll, I'll come back to the... Harry Styles, Styles. yes. (laughs) But it's uh, Taylor is probably the most successful marketer in the world, nearly of all time, self-marketer in the world of all time. You've got the most electric personality in the NFL. Mm. You've got Mahomes throwing the ball. You've got Arrowhead. You've got her turning up at the game. It's sent... The NFL is the biggest product in America at the moment. There's a writer's strike on, so the NFL is even bigger. Uh, And you throw Taylor Swift in the middle of this. This is going to be the single biggest... Um, celebrity social media storm we've ever seen. He's already huge in his own right. He's, um, for those who don't know, a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. And and even post-season when he won his second Super Bowl with Mahomes, he was massive on the talk circuit. He hosted a whole episode of Saturday Night Live, which is an iconic US... He's a great personality. And he basically pitched Taylor... In yeah. his own podcast, he said, I like this girl. I want to go and meet her. I he went to a yeah. concert and couldn't see her. And we've, I feel like we've all followed, as listeners, we've all followed the journey yeah. of this. So, and it was a real, um, it was a public outing, wasn't it? doesn't get any more, um, you, know, there's, there's, you know, when there's ways to send an email out saying confirming we're dating or then you turn up in jacket at Arrowfield. Yeah. It, it had everything. With, so with, with player's mum. It set social yeah. media into a storm this yeah. morning. So uh, let's see how it goes. Um, again, we, we would bounce this topic around. How's your, your book this week, Catch? I know what you like. You, you'd have a, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have a minute spare this week. I well, it's book. Brownlow Day for you, so happy anniversary, happy anniversary of your Luke <laughs> Beveridge stash. <laughs> yeah. How far away that? from here was the actual? Where we're sitting? Well, where's the Palladium from here? It's yeah. down that way, yeah. I think, isn't it? and maybe downstairs. So I was in the corridor as you as you was leaving the bathroom, and you were entering the bathroom. 2015. Yep. Yeah. So uh, eight year anniversary. Well done. Yeah. Is there any? What happens tonight? If you run into him tonight, 
Uh, is it a nod? Is it an awkward exchange? Is it a walk straight past? Uh, How do you play it? If we both see each other in advance, it'll be a parting of ways. There'll be no communication. Yeah. I remember I dodged him in the uh, Real Pines there resort That's in right. Queensland when I came out of the quarantine and Are went you? into the bubble. And uh, we, we avoided each other that year for about two weeks. Yeah. Do you need me to keep an eye on you in the yep. post-party, your yep. security? Like if, if you can. Things yep. get a little bit willing, so I'll, I'll keep an eye. No, seriously, though, you've got, obviously, Brownlow tonight. There's a heap of functions on. You, you would be loaded right up, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a big week. That's yeah. part of the fun, isn't it? That's absolutely part of the fun. And uh, I'll be, how many winners, well, this, most people will be listening to this after the Brownlow, but how many are you predicting? Just the, It's been a long time since we've had multiple winners. But it feels you're, like you're predicting multiples. It feels like tonight could be multiples. Two thousand and three was the last time. Like, we it's had unbelievable. A, and that? there were three of them that night. Yep. Buckley, Rashudo, Goods. Yep. It feels it feels like a kind of night. Really, we could get more than one. I heard some suggestion that the AFL have prepared as many as six. They always do. Yep. I know they took six over to both Perth yep. and uh, Brisbane the years that they, the COVID seasons were yep. in those two cities. So I think they've got six on standby. Yep. I've got a few things I want to clear. I want to get okay. into the Murdoch, first of all. All right. Your man, Tony Abbott, is on the board. That snuck yeah. through. That, that was weird, wasn't it? So Lachlan's announced the two replacement directors and your man, Tony Abbott. Who... What would he know about a media company? Apart from supporting one when he was Prime Minister. Well, he's been a Murdoch guy, though, for a long time. Mm. I, I, we'll put it this way. I don't think Turnbull or Rudd were considered in the scheme of things. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of extra <laughs> no, Turnbull was real to choose from. <laughs> but Abbott was an interesting choice. Now, as your brother Mini-Me was his advisor for a long time. And now, of course, an advisor to Peter Dutton, who I saw on the plane on Saturday Did to you? Brisbane. Yep. And had a good chat to him. I asked him how Mini-Me was going. Did um, you? Yep, Mini-Demo. <laughs> hey, what do you think about this move to put Tony Abbott on the board? Well, it's more to give Lachlan Murdoch the, the main role, isn't it? That, that's where the story really is, isn't it? And, and the fighting in, inside yep. the family itself is so long and the elevation of Lachlan and the fight with James and yep. James, I mean you, you tell me this story better than I do but James was also in the running a few years ago but then decided to go hard did he go left. rogue took did a hard turn left yeah. that was the end of him yep did you I, see the Andrew Bolt story today oh, this is fascinating I did so what happens when I would assume what happens in News Limited when these things happen is there's jostling oh, I'll write the news story I'll write the follow I'll write the tribute piece yep. everyone wants their byline on the what a legacy to Rupert, and you know, I, then the people would be trying to use their power. Look, you know, I'll, I'll, I know Rupert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have wanted me to write this. Yep. <laughs> oh, I've heard from New York; they yeah. like my byline on this. They're the type of things that happen. So and then we saw Andrew Bolt today write the story that. Well, I'll give you the headline. Yep. Future of news, as in News Limited, it's a capital N on news. Future of news in strong hands. Yes. So, yep. There's no bias in that. And he talked up Lachlan, and he. Um, Obviously, paid respects to Rupert, but he also um, he ran over James Murdoch yep. in the story. He, ba- he ran over him and then backed over him. And backed over him twice. So I, I thought this was a stretch, though, Hutchie. And this is in that article to which you're referring. Remember, Rupert's biggest breakthroughs have come from giving a voice to people too often marginalised yep. by the mainstream media. Yep. <laughs> just, just get your head around that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, when the story wrote, he, he went That's on. That's a paragraph in that article. got into James about being woke and left and all of those things. And uh, thank goodness he didn't get the job, I think is what he, what he said. Now, tell me, take me inside the politics. When he writes a story like that as a columnist, would that have had to got ticked off by where? 
No, I don't think anyone ticks off uh, Andrew Bolt. I think he's one of those very few people inside any organisation, but particularly News Limited, who, who just has carte blanche on what goes in. Yep. And that was always my understanding when I was there many, many years ago, not working with Andrew, but just what he published, and I think that is still the case. Because fundamentally, they're still a family, right? Lachlan and James are still brothers. They might see the world differently, and one got the chair and one didn't. Mm. But you know, ultimately, it's a fairly demonstrative back of a horse, isn't it? Hmm. In a family business. Well, he's, he's also back the obvious. He's back the, the one who's got yeah, the nod. Back the not, I mean, he's back the winner after the race, yeah. too, by, by yeah, doing yeah. what he's done. Yes. It's not as if it's a, yeah. a line ball decision. Yeah. Hey, actually, sorry. Would, would you have put your hand up when you're in there saying, oh, I wouldn't mind writing this story? You know, just, Me personally? Yeah. No. Well, it's a, it was a jostle. No, no chance. The bylines are going to go down in history on who got to write the story. And oh, how. Yeah. yeah. Hey, public companies, massive companies saying sorry. Are we... Is it a cop-out? I, I refer and ask you this this week because of the new CEO of Qantas, Vanessa Hudson, just coming out and saying sorry. And I think we've got some audio of it just uh, to give our listeners a, a weigh-in on it. Hello, I am Vanessa Hudson, the new CEO of the Qantas Group. I know that we have let you down in many ways, and for that I am sorry. We haven't delivered the way we should have, and we've often been hard to deal with. We understand why you're frustrated and why some of you have lost trust in us. So, Hachi, I'll put it to you. They're just, Your eyes rolled at this, didn't it? They're just words, aren't they? Why are you so cynical on this stuff? Your Be- eyes rolled, Because the only way ever to act your way out of any situation is to act your way out of it, not, not to verbalise your way yeah. out of it. And, and you have to only basically prove to the world through actions, not words. And, and they've, they've had years to get this right. And... Again, Vanessa Hudson... So you, your style of leadership would have been to say nothing? I would have said nothing and just yeah. fixed it. And then maybe in a year's time say, listen, we did this and did this yep. and did this back in September 2023. We've now proving to you that we can change. Yeah, I, I didn't think... I thought it was the right move. I don't think it was so much about the words. It was about seeing the new leader and letting that leader put their stamp on the road ahead. It was well written. If you look, you've, you've spelled out the, the, the... You've actually taken the trouble of writing out the speech for me. I did. Julian Bayard did and that you can on see, our behalf. You but. can see it phonetically written out that it's it's been scripted. That wasn't off the cuff. No. That was an auto cue or similar. But also too, Hutch, you, again, I don't know Vanessa Hudson, but she worked underneath Ellen Joyce as well. It's not as if she can wash her hands of what has happened to this organisation. Yeah, but you had, you had to put a new face on the frontier forward. Yeah. That video gave it a chance. If you didn't say sorry, you're always going to be the person that took over and pretended nothing was wrong. It did, set an, it did acknowledge some of the... They've lost trust as a brand, and she acknowledged that. She did say actions speak louder than words. Uh, she touched on a few of the areas that were a concern, and it did give you faith. And it is, a, it is a fresh face. Like, you're coming from an Ellen Joyce era. Undoubtedly, in the last 12 months, Ellen Joyce tried to maximise to the last cent <laughs> the EBITDA number, and by extension, his bonus... And he left a, a, a pile of uh, debris what? behind him. <laughs> and Vanessa has to clean it up. And the, the challenge for Vanessa, I think, putting myself in her shoes for just a moment, is a lot of the things that she will need to do to repair the brand and the service are going to come at the expensive margin. And Are they? Well, it's going to be a hard... I would think it's going to be a pretty hard... And are they also going to come at the expense of the reputation of Alan Joyce in, in scaling yeah, back well, or, or completely was, blowing up some of his initiatives? That was, a, that was an in-part runover of Alan Joyce, the, the speech, right? Yeah. And there was no easy way to do that. And that's what happens with new areas. People move on very quickly and away they go. But 
Oh, I thought it was the right move, Damo. I, yeah. I really did. Yep. A couple of other media issues too. I, I saw in the last 24 hours, I don't want to get too um, bogged down in, in, in what's happening in this conversation, but the famous Australian entertainer from, from way back, and still is a, a massive name in this country, Kamal, went on the project as we speak last night, yep. so Sunday of this particular week. Um, for what it's worth, he's gone from a, a, a no, no stance to, to a yes, yes stance back to, a, to no. a no stance on The Voice. Um, That's again, pretty reflective of how a lot of the society's trying to yeah. deal with this issue in real time, by the That's way. That's almost superfluous to the reason yep. I want to raise this today. What has emerged today through Peter Ford, our man, he's, he's reporting on... Uh, Stage on name, Peter Ford. Yep. Yeah, the, the uh, social and entertainment uh, guru when it comes to media reporting on, has basically said that Kamal uh, wants an apology from one of the panellists on the project and that the interview was pre-taped, so to speak. That is unfortunate, I feel, because working in, fortunate enough to work in live TV, we don't have to cut interviews post the event. We, we don't we? And I think we're fortunate because there's not many live TV shows out there, but I reckon you get the best content when it is absolutely live. And, and if you make a mistake, you're in trouble. Equally, if the subject yep. makes a mistake, they're in trouble. But to cut an interview of that type after the event, which Kamal, according to Peter Ford, now has an issue with, that raises eyebrows to me. What was the alternative, though? Like, they're entitled to pre-record the interview. Why? What's you've, like, got a, you've got a certain amount of time to have Kamal on your show as part of the yeah, presentation but it's not always, of the show. not always practical in a one-hour format to have... Well, we had Mark Thompson on Footy Classified, for instance, two weeks ago, and we didn't know what we are going to do. We pre-recorded it so it fit it in, but we ran every single bit of it. It pushed the rest of the show yeah, out, I, but we did not cut one I, second I out of it. I think that's and you've done the same thing. Yeah, I've never known you to cut anything out of an interview. Damo, they're trying to do multiple interviews in an hour. There's not, Kamal wasn't the only if thing on the If he feels he's been misrepresented. Like, like Mark Thompson was. Kamal's, there's more than Kamal in that show. They've got a lot of things to get through in a short period of time. The show has rehearsals. Is it possible it's that they were, they were thrown by his uh, no, yes, yeah, I, no that, element? Yeah. Because they may be getting him on thinking it was a yes. Yeah, I, I, Is okay. this possible? I think, they, I think now you're getting warm. So, right. okay. <laughs> I knew I'd get there sometime. This is my best guess of what's happened. Hmm. They he, got him on. He was a no. Yeah. He then moved to a yes. Yep. And Elbow embraced the yes, part uh, of Kamal. Uh, El- Elbow said it was Kamal meant momentum or whatever he said on Saturday. And the show, let's be honest, can lurch a little bit to that leaning. <laughs> and so they thought, oh, we found a great yes story. And they've, they've got him on. He said, I'm only available at 3 o'clock on a Saturday. I said, that suits us well because we're only going to run seven minutes, but we're going to be here for 15 and we'll cut it up. And when, the, when he's got on air, they, you can see it in their faces. In the, they, they're shocked. <laughs> That he's a no. They can't believe it. In fact, I don't think they even realised the story they were sitting on. That he's gone, no, yes, no, which is an incredible... Like, we've seen backflips before. Yep. You know, that, that makes John Ralph look consistent. So, <laughs> to, to, to get to... To, backlift, to get to three changes of mind. And I thought... So, they've, they've had to correct him. Now, in the interview... He's fact-checked on the $40 billion versus 4.5. Well, there's some dispute in that fact-check of a fact-check, by the way. I've seen this morning, too. Some other people are now fact-checking the fact-check. Really? Hamish. Yeah, well, I think he... I mean, he, he had to pull him up on the inaccuracy of that claim, right? He had no choice. Now, Kamal went on to say, oh, well, we'll put the difference or something, didn't he? Yeah, I think I did say that <laughs> phrase, yeah. You can't get fact-checked and call it halfway. <laughs> on the, it's not, you're not doing a commercial deal. And I, I don't think, however he was taken out of context... You could dispute the fact that he said on camera he's now a no. Yep. So that's that's the story, right? And now he's entitled to change it his mind. It might be yes tomorrow. He's absolutely entitled to change his mind. And I think 
it, it probably reflects a little bit the some of the uncertainty in the community of people who are trying to deeply understand their feelings their or emotion yep. on the issue. Yep. Um, we'll jump it around again, Hutch. Yeah, did, did Peter Ford lead the witness? Did he ring him saying, I've just seen this, I've known you for a long time, Kamal. Do you reckon you're like... How has this happened? Oh, I'll I would imagine Peter Ford would have done what he always does, and that is get both sides of every story. Yep. He's as thorough as anyone I know in that space. Yeah. Well, how? There's no. The only story there is he went from no to yes to no. There's no. That, that's the story to me. There's yeah. no. That, doesn't matter how he was taken out of context to get there. That's that's on the public record on camera, is it not? Yeah. yeah. As far as I can tell. And they're entitled to pre-record that every day of the week. Not if they then change some of what he said. Well, how? Oh, sorry, sorry. Change the presentation of what he said. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be fascinated yeah. to see what didn't make the cut. Yeah. Then. Hey, uh, Mitch Cleary, Hutchie, um, it's official. It, it is done. It is a done deal that he will be officially the chief football reporter of the Channel Seven Network yep. after Tom Brown's. A lot of, uh, a lot of Mitch Cleary fans here in the crowd. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> the Masai. <laughs> It took a little bit of time, but he, he got there. He got there. And, and it was always going to happen. You, you suggested that he should actually leave, though, at the time and, and create this drama between other networks and Seven about yep. availability for Mitch. He, he, he now is a former person, in fact, who gave him one of his first jobs in media, yep. who then didn't speak to him when he left you and your organisation for two years. That's Are you true. happy with his... He's quite, he's quite commercial. Like, he, <laughs> he went from Masai to Cashai at our place in uh, his commercial. So I wonder whether he did try and create some leverage. There's some other networks there that are probably looking for a chief football reporter. I, you know, our advice to him at the time was to put a bit of distance into it, which he did. There was, yeah. Do you think he hit him up for a, a raise or they said you're well enough looked after? Oh, I, I think it's fair to assume he has got a... Oh, you're across this. I'm very much across this, oh. as far as I can tell, yeah. He's yeah. been... Uh, he's given me nothing on he's it. He's been remunerated for the He's given me absolutely nothing on it, even though I was the one who worked yep. with him first when uh, when he did was under the... Has uh, he got a manager yet? I don't think he does. <laughs> Jules knows him really well. Jules doesn't want to talk about it's it. It's always, <laughs> always a bit of a danger to roll a manager in when the network doesn't think you're manager level worthy yet. So, so you can go too early, can you? Yeah. I've seen a bit of that along the journey. Um, and uh, So... That, that, that is done, Hutchie, as yep. far as I, I know it to be. Well, so done, whether, it, whether it's announced this week or beyond the grand final, um, it, it will be announced officially. In no, we're very happy for him. And just before we leave him, though, he's, he did learn a lot from you. He's managed to commercialise his news presentations now. You, you'll love this. What do you mean? He did an interview with Bailey Smith uh, last night, Sunday night. Oh, the PR payoff? And Bailey Smith, as we know, has launched a vodka brand. Um, oh, there you go. I'll play this to you, Cole. There's Julian's got it cut up for us. And you will pick up with what it is that I, I want you to then refer to. The 22-year-old's off-season focus on his own label, which is now in 850 Liquorland and First Choice Liquor Stores. Oh. <laughs> we thought, well, if we can't find the products we like, why not make it? And I just mix it in the backyard myself. So there's that. And then wait, wait for this. This is a double layer. So he's already mentioned Liquorland and First Choice wow. as part of the vodka, was, which also got mentioned. Yep. But this is different. This is next level representation of sponsor. This is the last bit. There are a lot of influencer brands out there that sports people or famous people jump on board with. The difference with this one is the guys are truly passionate about the product. Mitch Cleary, 7 News. <laughs> and that last voice before Mitch's was the representative of Coles, who oh. oversees <laughs> Liquorland and First Choice. So hang on a minute. So he said, Bailey, it's been a big off-season, yep. a lot of conjecture about your future. I'd love yep. to come and have a chat to Got you. Got the lighting needed. Yeah, Bailey's oh, I'm staying. Not, I'm yeah. not talking at the moment. No, Mitch, I can't do that. Well, OK, well, I know she got a new vodka out. What about if I could... I get a line about the vodka. No, 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 no. Uh, well, what about if... Well, actually, um, Paul Collins will give you a ring. Yeah. There might be a way we can do this. Listen, Mitch, uh, okay, this is how it's going to have to go. We're, we need a line about the distribution. 
we're going to need the first choice and lick a land in, and we're going to need a grab from the cold. Take it or leave it. <laughs> and oh, it goes, goes into um, Sean, uh, the news boss, is in the goal's office. All right, I'm just going to look the other way on this one. And away it went. There you go. Better check the sales. Are they active? That would have come through <laughs> Connors and Durazio, yep. wouldn't it, as much as uh, Bailey himself. Speaking of news, you're, you're a big proponent of things can be right at the time you write them. Yep. And that can move quickly. And How quickly are you referring them? And it, you can be embarrassed by how quick it moves, <laughs> but you're right at the time. Yeah. And so one of your things is I don't want to write that even if I'm right at the time because... Because you can wake up the next day. Wake up the next day and have changed. And changed. I don't yeah. want to run that risk because you're so conservative. Oh, well, but that, you don't want to run the, run the risk. Some players moving. in contracts refuse yep. to uh, to sign them or refuse to do anything and then and then you, you go with it and then they change their mind. So, so I saw this yesterday on Twitter. I was just, you know, just counting my feed. I was in the car back from the airport. Mitchell Woodcock, who I think is a journo out west, yeah? I think so. Yep. yep. Um, first tweet, West Coast forward Jake Waterman set to test the trade market after negotiations broke down this week. Has at least four clubs interested, which is always a cue for agents saying, hey, there's a few on the go here. Uh, Thewest.com.au forward slash sports. So that's written and online on the West. Yep. Two hours later on Twitter, <laughs> two hours later, same day. Yeah. Incredible how quick things move. The Eagles have come back with a better offer this afternoon and Waterman has agreed to re-sign until the end of 25. They could both be right, Hutchie. You, now, you, know, you know they could both be right, those stories. Could, could you post something online at 1 o'clock <laughs> and the West Coast between 1 and 3, up the offer, you agree to it and then that comes back to the journalist? Or do you think that's... Has that got solved in a deep two-hour period, Damo? That's my question. I'm keen to see how it plays out. Put it that way, Hutchie. <laughs> that's just short time. At 1 o'clock, there were four clubs interested. At 3 o'clock, he's off the table. He's signed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, is it worth getting photographed publicly if you are a person of profile with a drink in your hand or a cigarette? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, I like, asked that because Daniel Andrews uh, know, know had a little sneaky siggy. So he, had, he had a little sneaky pickers moment where he tried to go behind a bush you and asked, was having a drag and got caught. You asked my views over the journey about uh, drinking. I'm a bit, huge proponent of never be yep. photographed with a drink in your hand. That's but been, you do drink. It's not. I don't know why you got an issue with that. You do have a drink, a social drink. A, a photo of you know, I have a social drink. A photo of you with a drink in your hand is no good, and it hangs around for a long time, and it just creates a misperception that no one needs. Right? Yep. And I agree with that. And a cigarette. It's worse <laughs> though, isn't it? Well, There's more stigma attached to a Siggy in 2023. It wasn't a great day for the quit campaign in Victoria, which the Victorian government fund, I'm sure, when the leaders <laughs> photograph with the gasp. So how's he deal with it? Mention, that, mention it, the quit office Monday morning. How was the weekend? Anything come up on media monitors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was actually. Uh, what? I was, I was away for the weekend. Uh, the Premier. Oh, is he, is he cracked down? No more cigarettes? No. Has he sent out a statement saying we need to cut smoking in half this summer? No. Right, what came up with medium on us? It's a shot of him having a gasper in a garden. <laughs> what? He looked like he knew what he was doing too. It looked like it, it wasn't his, like first his first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> so is he, he entitled as the Premier to have a social cigarette, oh, Damo? Look, my, my starting point on most of these things, is it legal? So the answer to that yep. question is yes. Yep. So... So, I mean, I, I don't care for it, but, but again, there's so much government money attached to, to obviously, taxes on smokes, yep. and equally, there's so much government money attached to the anti-smoking messages, yep. and, and the government wants to send that positive message from the anti-gabbling lobby, but at the same time, it still wants to ramp up the taxes from the, the smoking lobby, yep. so it's, it's, a, it's a bad look. I mean, he's immune to anything in this state. He just gets voted back yep. in regardless. Did the Herald no Sun get the picture? It was probably the last I think frontier. It was, wasn't it? It might have been. 
It was the last frontier, right? They've got they've gone from his steps to his these other steps. His accident yeah. to <laughs> like the last frontier was him having a casual gasp. At least at least he got that to himself. Not anymore. We could ask someone involved in the accident. I shouldn't make light of that. Oh, I, I think he's I think he's entitled to have a cigarette in in a casual. Environment. It's yeah, not, but the fact he tried to sneak it. I mean, well, it's not, there's the answer. It's not reputation enhancing. Well, yeah. it might be. It might well, be for some. Well, the way the world's going, Donald Trump's on every every indictment he it's raises two points in popularity. In yeah. Donald, like it's. Hey, um, take me through the. It's it's weirdly relatable to people, I guess. Take me through tonight. You, you, I know you have some fun with this, but you know I loathe the red carpet at the Brownlow, and there's no other way around it. For about ten years, you could sneakily go your way around and go up almost through the kitchen and come back down and then get into the function room without going through the red carpet. There's no way around that anymore. You love it though. No, I don't. You do. It's not my night. You do. You took some corporates down at one year. You made the more walk behind you. Yeah, no, we, we take some clients, like most yeah. people. But, uh, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, Damo, tonight. I'll get through and uh, put my head, who's, um, and get my head down. I'm, I'm probably disinterested to talk about it, too, to be fair. Um, <laughs> can I move on to a but couple of things? You can. Is Eddie Jones... What about the Wallabies, by the way? Um, I don't know if anyone really uh, follows rugby these days in Australia. Well, not in, in Melbourne. Zealand. Is he entitled to take a job interview with Japan in the lead-up to the... Like, what a scoop by the Sydney Morning Herald, yeah. by the way, but... Is he entitled to take a job interview? Not on the eve of a World Cup, I wouldn't have thought. And not on the eve of a World Cup where he was deliberately being very, very provocative with media. And we said at the time when we replayed that interview that he gave at the airport, I yeah. think it was, before you, you, you were very crook on this. Oh, I was. Because I said he's either, he's either a genius or he's having a breakdown. And I think we now know we might be leaning to more, more toward the latter because yep. his carry-on was... Amateurish touch. The only way out for him after that carry on was success, and that it was was success. Correct. Yep. And you don't, you can't have it each way when you when you carry on like that. And, yep. dis, and I know you had a bit of fun with it, and you said it was okay. And I, I had a different view, but and I'm not trying to say that my view was right. But he only had one way out, and that was to to beat Fiji and to beat Wales. I think yep. they've still got a game against Portugal. Is that right in the in the group stages? But it, it looks hard for them now at the very least for them to get through even the, the, the group stages which would be the first time that yep. once great Wallabies did think, progress through a, a World Cup group stage. He, the, uh, the chairman Hamish said he can only take him on his word. Do you believe the journalist or you believe Rugby Australia or do you believe Eddie? Oh, I'd be staggered if they wrote it Again, the story the could develop. Yeah, I mean, the story could develop, but I haven't delved into it. And it is breaking. Um, they've only just lost to Wales as we're talking today, and he hasn't responded to that aspect of it publicly, as far as I know, has he, at, at our time of no, talking? No. So I'm keen to get his view, and as always, you want it, both sides. It, it would, it, but it, even, even remove that, even remove that, his behaviour, I, I feel, yep. cannot be tolerated anyway. It just feels Because like, he blew the team up. He, he, blew, yeah. he took a young team over, then he picked a young team, and then he started... Axing them between games. He made an interview in June where he said he wasn't sure he was going to be there for the whole period. And mm. yeah, it sounds like he's taken the meeting with Japan, insecure about his future, and came unstuck, come unstuck, don't you reckon? Yeah. And now he's going to be forced to deny or say, no, they asked my opinion. Or I mean, you work in this space. I mean, Melbournians aren't necessarily massive rugby union supporters, but I think there was a period of time where it was, it was, it was very big. And if you go back to 2003, the famous World Cup final here. In Australia, Australia v England and the Johnny Wilkinson moment. Yep. That was on the back of a big build-up in the late 80s and 90s yep. and early 2000s of rugby, I'd say rugby union semi-dominance, in that, in that, certainly in that yep. international space. What's happened to the sport since then, though? The game's in trouble in Australia. It, probably uh, in New Zealand, it's flying still. 
But in Australia, it's in it's in trouble. And then I know. So is that because rugby league has taken over? Rugby league's in. Oh, you know my views on rugby league. I'm not. A, I love rugby league. It's got huge momentum as a sport. Yeah. It's been well run. It, they're daring the Vegas five year deal. I, I love. Hmm. They're having. They got, got momentum. I, I think. And rugby. They're giving rugby a bath in Sydney and Brisbane. And, and it's it's for rugby league perspective. It's. For the national competition, the fact the Panthers and the Broncos are in the grand final, that, that's a good thing, isn't and it? They, the, and the Broncos are back. And Rugby Australia's turned down the private equity deal because they didn't get the number they wanted. Right. So they went to market trying to raise good capital and have been unable to reach terms with the private equity market. So that's, if any sport, white collar was yeah. going to find a way through private equity, it was going to be rugby. Particularly so, the old school tie in, in Sydney and, yep. and Brisbane attached so, to that sport. So uh, extraordinary. Hey, couple, I had a couple of questions for you. Mm. We'll make the first one our... Drinkwise question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. The question, the tweet came from Jason. As a friend of Sam Newman's, what is your take on his most recent scandal? So I miss you, Damo. All right. I'll answer it, but provided you do as well. But um, yes, he is a friend, Sam, but not for the first time, Hutchie. I uh, vehemently disagree with his stance on a particular topic. Yep. And it's as simple as that. I, do you I disagree with everything he said? Part of what he said or the way it was presented? Oh, pretty much all of it. When I think about it, it I can't think of one part of it that I, I would agree with. Yep. And we're talking about Sam's views on welcome to country... I think the voice was part of it too, wasn't it? I, yep. I'm assuming it was. I mean, I, I choose not to listen to it too sometimes, and that's probably part of this conversation now. I mean, how many other media outlets... Every media outlet's got its right to repeat it. There's, there's yep. no doubt about that. But how much weight do you want to give it? Uh, is, is my question back to you as part of the, the question from Jason? Well, he, he gets... Uh, what he says gets flipped into a sensational news lead. Like, he's a natural... Clickbait, news lead. Even now? Even now. Yeah. And um, it, it was provocative language. The suggestion... Which to he, bo- know, and he knows how that works. Yeah, the suggestion to yeah. Boo was, um, in my view, and you know how much... You, you know how much I love Sam? Yeah. It was provocative, it was wrong, and it was... Um, it was unnecessary. Inflammatory. In me. It, and yeah. I, I think it was unnecessary to But say. then he even changed from that, from the yeah. from a need to boo to then, oh, let's sing the Seekers song, I am, you are, we are, yeah, Australia. Yeah, just, and, and what I will say, the very next time the Welcome to Country was performed, which was the Friday night Collingwood GWS yep. preliminary final, I don't think there's ever been a, a stronger and more focused reception to it at a sporting venue that I'd, yeah, I'd I seen think, myself. No, it was fantastic on yeah. Friday night. It was well received. And on Saturday night, it was very different. It was... The Welcome to Country invoked the Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And oh, I missed crowd that. participation yep. and it was, yep. again, at, another version of Welcome to Country. Yep. So, yeah, I, 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 the Welcome to Country piece um, was the piece that I've felt strongly that was unnecessary and he shouldn't have done. Yeah. The, some of the things that he was arguing, while I disagree with, I think he, he has good basis to him. You know, what, what he's trying to say is um, we should love all people, all people are equal. Uh, that, that song... Um, I am, you are, we are Australian, best represents us. I agree with that. I think it's better than the national anthem. And um, I mean, the Robert Craddock School, that should be the national anthem. That speaks to so many different, that's a uniting song. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. And when you go back to look at the deeper interview, there were some elements of him that, so I, I don't think he was, I don't, I don't accept he was trying to be racist. Well, I think he used a really inappropriate um, call to action to demonstrate his point about being equal. And he, he wants to vote, no, that's his prerogative. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Hutsi, when you got a, a person of profile like Jackie Felgate is, and, and she now, as we know, has chosen to leave Channel 7. She's got a lot of her own per personal and professional corporate deals, yep. which are, are now the focus of some um, industry critiquing by way of uh, what's right and what's wrong, by way of not declaring the public element to that now that she's at 3AW. Harold Sun's really absolutely targeting her. Yeah. She, she is now number one on their target list. Yep. And I don't care what they want to say about that. They, they have made her number one targeted. Would have been very, um, very difficult for her to, to, what they put her through over the last... I would agree with that. I would yep. agree with that. Because I don't think she deserves it, the way the way it's been yep. reported. Is it, but, you don't think it's fair and reasonable coverage? No, I, I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because it is everything to do with this being a nine... Yep. news person now. So Nine News obviously has the alignment with 3AW. Well, alignment, they own them. Well, they own yep. them and, and the Age newspaper. Yep. So they are media competitors yep. and they are absolutely focusing their, their cancel attempts on her. And, okay, let's face it, she may not have ticked the box that they are yep. all required to, but is, is it, is it a, an offence that deserves the type of treatment she's been receiving? It's a really interesting question. So the short answer is no. It's been overplayed because of those competitive reasons. Yeah. Oh, it started out as a... Well, and then, well there's a few, a few factors here. Jackie clickbaits in Melbourne. So Absolutely. it's driving consumption. So there's like, what else can you give us on Jackie? Yep. It's a competitor, which is two. They've also got some columnist Steve Price among them who's got, who've got strong views on this because they've come from that world. Steve was a program director at 3W and wrote a pretty strong piece on it. So I think he's written two pieces yeah. on it in, in pretty short succession. And it is one of those things that could be, you know, in the transition to one roll out, one in, you know, the DD out and Jackie coming in and you can see how that's been an oversight by management to have cleaned up those commercial deals or to, like, they're still trying to work out what their own deal with this, with, it, mm. with her, let alone... Yeah. Now... Where, where Jackie's different is Jackie sort of breaks the mould of what a modern broadcaster is in that Jackie has become a publisher in her own right. She's and, actually her own identity. And her own media identity. Commercialise her own world. So, yeah. like, I think I read she's got 12 deals that are perceived to be over 25,000. That would be very rare. You, that wouldn't be a question you would ask people when you're hiring them. By the way, before, we, before you leave us, mm. how many of those registered you? Like, so I, I have some empathy for them on the way. It's been an oversight. Uh, and now they're trying to clean it up, but they're getting yeah. hit everywhere. So, to, to part of this conversation, though, so the Herald Sun trying to cancel Jackie, and that's what they do, I think unfairly on this occasion. But then, at the same time... Are they leaning, trying to cancel Jackie, or are they just trying to land some blows on the way through on nine? Uh, oh, they go all in. They go all in. You know the way it works. You, you cop it. It is a good news story. To, to, to slightly defend yeah. it, but there is some merit in it as a But they story. then want to have, as they often do, have their, their, their each-way bet because they then want to capitalise on the clout that she has got. And there's a massive story this week with Collingwood people not getting access to grand final tickets that yep. they thought they were the due yep. through, through various um, ways of, of media ownership. They are using Jackie, and I'll, just, I'll screenshot it for you. Fans lose it at grand final ticket disgrace. There's a picture of Jackie Felgate next to Craig McRae, and the only reason they've done that, and I did click yep. on this, I fell for it, you go into it, and they've used Jackie's views on this and how Jackie was collating the, the disharmony yeah. of the Collingwood supporter. But without Jackie, yeah, great pick up. you're not clicking on that story. So they want no. to cancel her in the competitive sense, but they also then want to draw on the power that she's got yep. to elevate an issue beyond the, the norm. So they're using her to sell subscribers while at the same time criticising her for being commercial. Have a think about that. 
It's good effort, isn't it? Yeah, that's what's happening. And that's and, my and sister and her best friend out there. Uh, is it really? Alicia and Vanessa. I wonder why, you had, two little, I wonder why you had two fans here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Uh, unfortunately for Jackie, she's going to drive consumption and clickbait. Yep. And... But it would be, it is, having being a meter owner myself, it would be a bit of a complicated issue for them to deal with because she has got that is a current affairs network. She has got deep commercial relationships. They would love to have her back. She started at the Herald Sun. They would do anything to have someone of that profile. Yeah, and she's and done clout a great back. job yeah. connecting to an audience and building her own audience. But she yeah. has got like there is a balance there. Like I can't see her being able to maintain that level of brand ambassadorship. So she'll have to give them up. Well, I think like at some point they'll end up competing anyway. Yeah. Like this. Yep. Um, we'll just do one more, Hachi, because it, it's uh, Anthony Albanese. Can we take some questions from the crowd? We could do that if we want. Yep. Yeah, as Jules sets that up, uh, this might be a little bit heavy, but we'll, we'll get there anyway because it is on my, on my sheet here. As a, an inquiry into the handling of COVID. Yes. But we're not going to allow state governments to be critiqued as yep. part of it. Yeah. What's the point of having the inquiry? This is the, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Well, you know why it's happened, don't you? The, state, the premiers have put pressure on elbow to, yeah. to not have them scrutinised because yeah. they're all Labor this premiers. This is a tick the box sort of exercise. And so why are we going to waste, I don't want to use a, a Kamal number, no, like a 40 billion, but why are we going to, it'll be multi-millions. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just completely illogical. It's one of those silly political things everyone feels the need to do and uh, yeah, I can't, I can't get my head around it at all. Hey, um, the new AFL-CBA demo, yep. we'll get more five-day breaks, which is good, mm. more Thursday nights, which is great. Uh, there was also a line in here about um, the, the players being media access to players in the lead up to matches to better market the oh, game yeah. to members and supporters. Yeah. Now, well, of course there will be. <laughs> as a president of the very powerful AFMA, which yeah. runs an annual pie night as its only event at the moment. Which you don't even bother coming to. Um, yeah. Were you part of the lobbying of this? Hachi. Because you are be, a lobby group. There will be not one extra media interview given as a result of this CBA. Yeah. It's, it's, it's written about, it's supposedly celebrated after the event. Players don't talk to media unless there's a dollar attached these yep. days. So you've had no role in this at all? Why would I have a role in the CBA? Like you haven't, you? They haven't come to the AFMA. No, so no, there's anything no. you guys want? No, they definitely haven't. Yeah. No, they definitely I, haven't. Because yep. <laughs> I hit my desk, you're stepping down soon. Is that right? I might give it one more year. One more year and yeah. you're stepping down. Yeah. Why? You think you've done enough in that time as leader to build a legacy? I think we've got it back on track, yeah. Yep. I think we've got it back on track quite If I was giving the farewell speech of your achievements, what would I start with? <laughs> well, maybe you could attend. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we you chose t- not to we, last we, week. We talked it actually went week. down really well. Yeah, we did talk about it last week. Hey, actually, have we got questions, Jules? We, yeah, we do. We're going to take some yeah. questions from the floor here at the Audio Hub at Crown for those who have been kind enough to drift down and see us today, which we really appreciate. Please introduce yourself and yeah, perhaps your town as we welcome you in. G'day, Chris from Point Cook. Um, question for Damo. With your um, 22 weeks of annual leave about to kick in in next week or so, are we likely to see a Damo's Dish cookbook before Christmas? <laughs> Chris, just for the, uh, I reckon the 1300th time, it's 10 weeks. <laughs> I'm very happy to get 10 weeks off. This idiot here has made it 22, which I still get stopped about. 22. Um, now, look, I said to Hachi when we've reintroduced uh, the dish component to the sounding board, it's got a limited runway, and I reckon we're getting toward the end of the runway already. So uh, I, I might have overcooked my cooking prowess, actually, over the journey. Very good, so. Chris. <laughs> uh, Tim from Mount Waverley. Just wondering if Bias Radio calls here to Star Wars Channel 7 got that uh, market already <laughs> Did you think the commentary on the weekend was slanted? I, I wasn't paying attention to it, but yeah. I noticed in, in our questions that we get a lot of, uh, I did know there were a yeah. few along that line. Can I... You think 
they were. Yeah. yeah. I'll have a go at defending this. Um, um, I think that inevitably in broadcasting, you barrack a little bit in for the story. Yep. And it didn't matter. And for the other 16 teams, they're probably more connecting to the story. Now, that's a little bit of an inconvenience if you're on the other end of the story, like Brisbane were to Carlton on the weekend. But Carlton are undoubtedly the story of the finals. One of the feel-good stories of the finals. So, too, with the Giants. So, it is inevitable that you are selling that a little bit to the viewer. And I think people just need to get used to that. That's a different story to the joke you made, which is about our Blues Radio. And uh, looking back, and it was a fantastic uh, year for Blues Radio. I thought it worked super on the weekend. Uh, we had a go at it with D's as well. I think there's a real next step in it. And that's something we as a business will explore for sure. Yeah, Brennan from uh, Travancore. In fact, a few oh. doors up from uh, Damo's uh, house back in the day. But um, <laughs> given no, the no insurance quiet. issues and flooding at your house like there was with Damo and his current neighbours, which <laughs> caused the legal issue. No, we're all good in Travancore. But um, given the outcry last year with the coverage of the players when they were given votes and, uh, and, the, and the drinking. So I, I personally have a problem, but it was, a, it was a big issue last year. Do you think there'll be a, uh, a different camera lens on the players given what happened last year and, and hopefully they, they you know if you choose to get a Brownlow vote they drink wise but um, <laughs> do you think there'll be an issue this year well yeah it's certainly a cause close to our heart so it's that just should be that should be a finable offence if you in the if you are a player tonight doing shots on the back of votes and whatever and you're doing that on television that's you're, in, you're bringing the game into partial disrepute so for me disrepute you are like you're, in, you're fostering and encouraging um, inappropriate drinking to a large-scale audience. I I'm against it. I think it's it's childish and it's and it's uh, just fosters all the behaviours that we're against. Damo, you're... I'm not as strong on it, and I know that goes against. I mean, I look. I'd like to think that I've always been responsible. There's been times I haven't been. I don't have a major issue. I think it's a bit of show, but. I do get the overall messaging, and if that is the sacrifice the players have to make to not do it, well, it's, I'll deliver that to you. It's bad for their but, brands, too. Like, it's just, it's just poor business all around. I, I don't get worked up on it as much as maybe some people do. So, yeah. Good question, Thanks, Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, good yep. question, Brendan. Good question. Nice question. From the floor? Do one more. We'll take a couple more. Where are uh, we okay. Will from Hawthorne. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you how you go about uh, issuing your SEN grand final tickets what is there a process <laughs> behind oh, I, I can answer that I can answer that <laughs> the highest bidder <laughs> everything's yeah, commercial internally? with us or oh, externally as well yeah we have a small allocation like most media partners that go to our clients and generally they're allowed for uh, in partnership deals uh, long ago at the start of the season so that's how we would go about it same as I think Triple M do the same model I'd imagine so yeah yeah I don't think Channel 7 are doing the September Club this year, which is interesting. So that's I heard that. put a little bit of different yeah. uh, macro pressure on the, on the brand world. But yeah, that's, they're, they're so uh, tightly held these days, grand final tickets. They're very hard to come by. Will this be a big one? Uh, Collingwood Carlton, I think, would have been akin, the to, akin to the Cathy Freeman 400 race at the Olympics yeah. as, as in size. This will be uh, still a big grand final with Collingwood involved, but... Collingwood Carlton would have been like nothing we've ever seen before. Yep. Nothing we've ever seen before. A couple more from the crowd. Don't be shy. Throw a question at us. I was going to ask about the Dan Andrews cigarettes. Here we go. The, the, Over the back. The Dan Andrews what? You're going to ask about the cigarettes. The cigarette, yeah. yeah we, we just addressed that in the, in the, in the conversation we'd had. Um, yeah, look, Hutchie always jokes about never being photographed with a 
a drink in your hand, and obviously Dan's having a little sneaky dart out the back like Pickers. Um, does I, again? I don't have a major issue with it, but we, as we did discuss at the time of, of the conversation a few moments ago, um, the messaging from the government about the anti-smoking needs and the health component to it, and the money that comes as part of all the anti-smoking messaging—it's it's a massive, it's, it's a bigger issue than Dan will concede it is. But I mean, it happens, doesn't it? He clearly—it wasn't his first drag, I don't think. So the way he uh, was holding it. Hey, thanks everyone for coming and joining us at the Audio Hub. It's a bit more intimate this year around grand final week to serve the needs of Damo. He is about to go into 22 weeks of annual leave and I can't tap into too much of his time. The trade radio before that, has he? Trade radio starts Monday. Looking Very much looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a, a mad period. But Actually, I was going to ask you about that before we do sign off. How's, how's Brad Johnson going to go with Kane Corns? I say that because Kane deliberately sets himself up to not be liked. And if there's one person in the entirety yeah. of the football history, Brad Johnson has just through being Brad Johnson, yep. set himself up to only be liked. Yep. How's that going to go? Well, their dynamic on Sports Day is very good. I think Brad Johnson had a great year on Sports Day, and they got a great uh, connection with each other already. I think it's like wrestling, though, Damo. One's a face, one's a heel. <laughs> so Kane Corns is the bad guy, and I can't see a face turn coming anytime soon. And uh, Brad Johnson's the quintessential baby face. So there you go. There you go. I think it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Yep. Hey, what a week in footy. Uh, a bit of a different way to start it this week. Thanks, everyone, for coming. And uh, we'll see you again soon. For Drinkwise, if you're choosing to drink this grand final week, please choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow. And to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au. Follow the show on Twitter at SoundingBoardEP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.